prescription. It is personal transformation. How can we prepare ourselves for the future? How can we renew ourselves by the transformation that our mind will get through? It's by personal transformation. And this thing is not something that I can do for you or something that you can do for me. I have to stand in partnership with God and do it for myself and you will do it for yourself. And the extent to which you are able to be transformed is the extent to which you can enjoy the limitless availabilities of God. Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. The man came to Jesus by night. He couldn't come in the day because he did not want to be seen. He was a rabbi. He was a Jewish Pharisee. He was a, he was a top echelon man in the society. So he came by night. And he came and he said to Jesus, no man can do these things that you do except the Lord be with him. And Jesus did not even respond to him. That was supposed to be a way of greeting and saluting Jesus. That, ah, bros J, I defeat you. All these things, what you they do? No man feed do them. Say, God, be with the person. But Jesus said, forget it. It's not about what I do. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. So Jesus said, except, the next verse, John 3, 3. Except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 5, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Many of us claim to be born again, but we even never really understood the whole born again thing. What was Jesus telling Nicodemus? The man was puzzled. He sounded mysterious. Me, born a second time. Am I going to enter into my mom's womb a second time and be born again? Jesus said, no. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Verse 7. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. And the man was more confused. But what Jesus was saying is simple. To be born again in the real sense of the word, when you are born, there are two things to note there. When a baby is born, what does the baby do? Is it the baby that forces himself out? It's the mother that does all the wala. Abi? It's the mother that they will tell, push, she pushes. Mm, ah, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> and she'll, she'll come to years time. <laughs> it's the mother that does all the groanings and the agonizing. The child is just there. If you like, push me out. If you like, don't push me out. And when eventually she pushes him out, the, the child starts to cry. I'm around, I've come. In other words, to be born, it's not about what you do. Many of us think it's about how much I can carry the Bible, how much I can come to church, how much I can tie my scarf and wear a gown that reaches to my ankle, how much I can look spiritual, how much I can... It's not about what you do. To be saved is not human's responsibility. It is God's responsibility primarily God's. So Jesus was telling Nicodemus, point number one, God that gave birth to you the first time is ready to give birth to you again. As a matter of fact, the word again in the Greek that was used there, there are two possible words that could be used for again in the New Testament. One is palin in the Greek. The other one is anoten. Palin means, anoten means to do something a second time. Anybody could do it a second time. But 
Perline is not just that it is done a second time. It emphasizes that it is done by the same person that did it the first time. The same God that gave you the life, the biological life that you have, wants to give you the spiritual life that you need. The same God that authored your life wants to perfect what he has started. That is what it means to be born again. And then it means to be born from above. To be born from heaven. So once that is done, it is the beginning of a journey. A long journey. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, a heir, a firstborn son, a, an arole, an akobi, a first child, inasmuch as he remains as a babe, that is, inasmuch as he refuses to grow, he is not different from a slave, even though he be lord of all. Now I say that a heir, as long as he is a child, as long as he refuses to grow up, he is not different from a slave. He is not different from as though he has not been born into royalty. Because he has not taken that which he has gotten and groomed himself with it. There is, that's where the personality comes in. I call it personal transformation. And I said, nobody can do it for you. You can be baptized with the Holy Spirit, but in as much as you refuse to partner with him, you will still remain the way you are. Your hunger will still be there. Your malice will still be there. Your unforgiveness will remain. And your, your, your academic limitation will even be multiplied. Do you know if you are born again in the real sense of it, it ushers you into a realm of excellence academically. I'm a living with testimony to that. Immediately I saw from the word of God, Psalm 82 verse 6, Have I not said, ye are God's sons of the most high? I was excited. I said, that means I'm like God. I saw again in 1 John chapter 3, verse 9, whosoever is born of God does not sin, for the seed of God dwells in him. And the Amplified Bible says, the divine sperm of God dwells in him. And it says he cannot sin, for he is born of God. And I, I thought to myself, who is the person that is born of God? Me. Who is the person that have the divine sperm of God inside him? Me. If I have the divine sperm of God, that means I have what it takes to be like God. And he said it in 1 John 3, 2. When we see him, we're supposed to look like him. That means right from that day that you got saved till the day that you will see him, you are on a journey of transformation for the rest of your life, being like Jesus. And the more you become like Jesus, the more limitless you become. The more you become like Jesus, the more it becomes difficult for you to be beaten to second place in class. It's just natural. What Jesus doesn't deserve, you don't deserve it. If Jesus deserves the best, then you deserve the best. Just think of it. If Jesus will write jam, will Jesus fail? No. If he won't fail, then you shouldn't fail. I shall be the head and not the tail. The top. Always. And not be neat. It's a provision in the word of God. But all those provisions are there for those that are ready to partner with the Holy Spirit in this journey of personal transformation. Success is first within and, the, and then it comes without. Now, what are the keys to this personal transformation? I'll share five to six, seven keys, and we'll round off. The very first is your thoughts. It starts from there. How do you think? Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so does he become. I like the translation that puts it like that. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think in your heart that you are that second-class student, you will forever be. If you think in your heart that the exam is coming and, hey, 
as usual, I will be sick during this forthcoming exam and it will affect my results. It will be as you think. The gateway to your life, as a matter of fact, you can't be better than the realm of your thoughts. The quality of your life is directly proportional to the quality of your thoughts. Think of, you, think of yourself as a failure and you're a failure already. Think of yourself as a success and you're a success already. It's all a matter of thoughts. I, I shared with some students some time ago how I conveniently, I would say to a large extent, I passed with ease while I was in the high institution. And the secret is this. I don't know how far it's true, but you know, this is our heart. You just need to deceive it to believe the truth. And the truth will work for you. And what I do when I read is, as I'm reading, I'm believing in my heart that what I'm reading, the things that I'm discovering from it, my classmates are not seeing it. So I'm believing in my heart that I have an advantage over them. Uh -huh. So this was what the lecturer said. Okay, ah, Tola did not know this. Bingwe did not know this. Shola did not know this. So naturally, if they don't know it, I mean, I know it. I'll be the head now. Abby. It's my own thoughts. It doesn't mean that they don't really know it. But because that's my thoughts, it gives me the edge. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. But you see, the quality of your thoughts, to a large extent, is also dependent on the quality of the kind of things you allow into your heart. Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life. Out of your heart flows you. So if you don't guard your heart and you allow all sorts of things to come and deposit stuffs in your heart, your thinking will be clouded. The best of some people's thoughts is so dirty. And it's not because they are naturally dirty, but it's because they have allowed too much debt to enter into their heart. And so it is difficult for some people to imagine themselves being the head. It is difficult for some people to imagine themselves, you know, they've already condemned themselves by themselves. Even when God has not condemned you, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it is your life. Amen. So start thinking like God. Start thinking like God. Start thinking like God. How does God think? He thinks limitlessly. Before he opened his mouth in Genesis 1-3 and says, let there be light, he has finished everything in his mind. His mind is limitless. He could see the status quo quite all right. Genesis 1-2, the heart was without form. It was void. Darkness covered the face of the deep. The spirit of God was overing upon the surface of the waters. And God said. So he knew the situation. He knew Big Bobo Esheri. He knew Boshen Law. And then he knew what to say. So God said, let there be light. In his thinking, he knew that's the first thing that we need in a world of darkness. Before you can do any meaningful thing, first of all, let there be light. And you can begin to think as such. You can begin to think like God. The next thing is your words. Because your thoughts eventually define the kind of words that you say. In Proverbs 15, you have gone too far, sir. Your words, yeah, thanks. I gave an example of a word I keep saying to myself almost every day. I learned this from Pastor Sam Adeyemi. He says, every day and in every way, I'm getting wiser and wiser, better and better, richer and richer, stronger and stronger, healthier and healthier. The list goes on and on. The more you say things like that to yourself, the more they take roots in you. John 6 and verse 63 says that this, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life. When you look at yourself and you tell yourself, I can make it, it, it sounds too simple. But it's not in the words that you say. It's in the fact that there is a spiritual dimension to that simple statement. 
If you can't say it out, write it down and put it somewhere where you keep saying it again and again. It will form a picture in your heart of who you really are. And we have it in the word of God. Anything, see it like this. Anything from now henceforth that you read in the Bible about Jesus can become a reality in your life. First John chapter 4 and verse 17. The last part of it says, as he is, so are we in this world. Who is the he? Jesus Christ. As Jesus is presently, so are we in this world. If Jesus is presently LD, I am LD. If Jesus is presently handsome, I am handsome. You know, some people find it, they believe that they are not fine. And so naturally, they don't lament too much that they don't have friends because they just believe it that they don't have friends because they are not fine. And as a man thinks getting his heart, so easy. So it's not only about your thoughts, but also about the things that you say. I said the realities of your life today is a harvest of the words you spoke yesterday. So if you want to redetermine the course of your future, redetermine the vocabulary that you speak with, change your language, switch gears in the spirit and begin to speak the kind of words that will get you to where you are supposed to be. And that leads us to the next thing, your feelings. When you start thinking like God, and you start speaking like God, you start feeling like God. And then question, is it possible for God to be sad, to be sorrowful, to be moody because he's hopeless and helpless? Is it possible? No. Both Proverbs 15, 15 and Proverbs 17, 22 talks of a joyful spirit. Proverbs 17, 22 says, a joyful heart doeth good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. If you see someone that is joyful, naturally, even if you are having a headache and you get some kind of good music that can make you happy, it's a matter of time. It has a medicative influence on your body. A joyful heart doeth good like medicine, but a broken spirit, someone that is always seeing wala around. And because he's always thinking wala and speaking wala, he keeps seeing the wala and so keeps having depression as his default emotion. Or you see, some people they are just naturally unnecessarily and unjesusly quiet. You know, some kind of quietness that you know that this one is not, it's not because they are gentle, it is almost devilish quietness. Why? Because in that quietness of theirs. They, it, it's a result of having thought of the woes of their life, W-O-E-S, the wallas, the problems, the challenges, the impossibilities. And so because of that, in their mind, they've not spoken it out, but they have said, Okpari, Lobata. This is where I will remain for the next one year. They might not have said it out, but they say it in their hearts. And because of that, they shut up the gates of their mouths. It's better I, should, I, could, I won't even talk to anybody. Let me just be on my own. Let me not They are not saying it like that, but that's what they are meaning by their silence. You are supposed to be happy. Not just happy, joyful. I keep saying it every time I have the opportunity that there's a difference between happiness and joy. Who wants to help us out? The difference between happiness and joy. Remember there are gifts. Happiness and joy. Yes, sir. Happiness comes from the inside. When you are happy, it comes from the inside. 
joy what you experience from your environment. You, you show joy because of what is happening in your environment. That's what I see, sir. Who has a contrary opinion? Brother Bisi? And he said, say your own. At least he has contributed. He's not ashamed to speak. So say your own. Joy is substantial. You see what gives you joy. This is what gives me joy. Now, happiness is when somebody speaks. For that time, you are just happy. So at that moment, after that moment, you remain, uh, you go back to your former position. If I were to summarize the, what the two of them said, Dikin Ashokman says, happiness is deep. Joy is environmental. Happiness is internal. Bro, BC says, um, happiness is momentary. Joy is longer lasting. Is that what you're trying to say? Okay, who has a contrary opinion? It, that you want to say almost the same thing. Okay. Okay, Dickin, I know. I know it. I know what you want to say. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, I won't call any Sunday school teacher. We discussed it in our Sunday school meeting on Saturday. Okay. Let's see it like this. It's simple. The word happy, actually, is from the root word hap. You can check hap in your dictionary. H-A-P. Happenstance. Happy is dependent on what happens per time. When something good happens, you are happy. When something bad happens, you are not happy. But come to joy. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 9, verse 22. Now the fruit of the Spirit is love. The next thing, joy. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Irrespective of what is happening, you are joyful. That's why Paul could write Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. And he was writing to a church. He was writing to people that were free. He was in prison. And he was telling them, rejoice in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. And I was thinking, it shouldn't be the other way around. He's the one in prison. We should be the one writing to him and telling Brother Paul, Rejoice in the Lord, eh? Very soon, I'm to send in Rejoice in the Lord, though. But he was the one that was writing to them. Why? Because joy has been his own default lifestyle. It's the fruit of the Spirit. He's in the prison, yes, but joyful, very. Why? Because he knows he has the personality of joy on his inside. You know, all the fruits of the Spirit. Is wrapped up inside love. And God is love. And when God is in you, joy is in you. It's as simple as that. That's why when Paul was writing that Galatians 5.22, if you read it again, you will discover he did not say, now the fruits, plural, of the spirits are. He said the fruits, plural, of the spirit is, singular verb. So what was he saying? Everything he said, all the nine virtues he mentioned, is still actually one. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control. So, tell your neighbor, be joyful. Somebody sang, I said, don't worry, be happy, but now you can modify it. Don't worry, be joyful, hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. The next key is your vision. Having, you know, you started thinking like God, speaking like God, feeling like God, then you begin to see like God. How does God see? Simple. God doesn't see problems. Everything you call a problem, God sees it as an opportunity. 
there was a crowd that had been with him for two days. And Jesus said, hmm, if we should release these people to go like this, many of them will faint on the way because they did not come with food. And Jesus thought, so how shall we feed them? The disciples saw it as a challenge, as a problem. This one, Kai, it's not possible. If we go and withdraw all the money we have in accounts and even multiply it by three for the next three months, we can't have enough to feed these people. They are seeing problem. Jesus was seeing an opportunity. Opportunity to teach them a lesson about God's limitless power. Opportunity to glorify God. And so he told them, I mean, it was another disciple that said, okay, there is someone here that has five loaves and two fish. And with that, he wrought the miracle. We know the rest of the story. They ate, they were filled, and there were 12 baskets of leftover. Hallelujah. 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 Tell your neighbor, stop seeing problems. Okay, let's look at it like this. In your mind, if possible, in your journal, write down the things that you are seeing presently as a problem in your life. Is it jump? Is it joblessness? Is it barrenness? Is it anything you are seeing presently as a problem? I'm serious. Pen them down. And then begin to see how each of them is actually an opportunity. I think it was John chapter 9. The disciples of Jesus asked him, look at this man. He was born blind from his mother's womb. Ah, ah, kill a share. And Jesus said he didn't sin. Neither did his parents sin. He was born blind so that the glory of God can be made manifest. They were seeing a blind man. They were seeing blindness as a problem. He was seeing blindness as an opportunity to glorify God. You are seeing that 22F as a problem. Somebody else is seeing it as an opportunity to have something better next year. You know, I failed once. Once in my life. In my university days. I failed a course. And if anybody ever tells me at any point in time that I can fail in my life, I will say it's a lie. Because I believe that even if I did not read, that's my thinking. Even if the lecturer goes and sets the question in Mars or in Jupiter and brings it, even with the little common sense that we have, the egg will always be white or brown. <laughs> But this particular semester, I wrote the exam, BCH 304, biochemistry. And the result came out, and I saw on the notice board my name, no, my matric number, and 32F. I didn't need to trace it, because the number above my name and the one below are also Fs, so I shall know it's an F. <laughs> and I was wondering, ah, is my eyes in double F? And then I learned that the lecturer said he has added five marks for everybody. That means I actually scored 27 over 100. On top of waiting, ah, me, contest me. So I went to meet the lecturer in the department and told him, the man taught me in secondary school. So he knew my words, he knew my capability, and he was wondering, ah, what, something must be wrong. We'll see what we can do about it. At that point in time, I saw it as the greatest wala of my life. Ah, F. With what the GP is saying, effect Joe GP. <laughs> and, you know, at the point they said they were going to make it up to 40 and pass me. And I actually thought that was done until I got to my final year and I discovered that it was still the 32F when I ordered for my transcript. So I had to sit down for the course a second year. That second time, I didn't even have time to be going for the lectures. I didn't have enough time to prepare for the exam. And yet I had a 68B. But this is where I'm going. 
I didn't understand the F. As a matter of fact, I cried when I was praying to God that God, kill mistake confidence. Tomorrow I know it's not my it couldn't have been my result. Go possible. I know. But if you order for your script, they will think you are proud and they will mark you down. You are coming back to write a course with them and it can lead to another wala. Amen. So the next year, I became the president of my fellowship. And then I discovered that when I have fellowship members that fail the course and they come crying to the, in quotes, the pastor, and you let them know that you have also failed before, he has a way of rapidly making them feel comfortable. Eh, so Pastor Kola, you're not a theory. And before you know it, they get over their sorrows and they are encouraged to face what is ahead. So what was supposed to be a wala was actually an opportunity for the encouragement of someone else. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, I think it's chapter 3, I'm not so sure. It's chapter 1, around verse 4. I said that we should encourage others by our own, so that in our own troubles, others can be encouraged. He said it's somehow like that. So don't see problems, see opportunities. Tell your neighbor, see like God. Say it meaningfully, see like God. And then the next key is your self-image. Your self-image. See yourself as God sees you. Many of us don't even know how God sees us. Should I show you how God sees you? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Let's project the verse. It says, for him that knew no sin became sin for us so that in him we can become the righteousness of God. Second Corinthians 5.21, Brother I want us to see it together so that you can begin to understand. Because many times we have written ourselves off at the at underrate Arawa 5.21. For he had made him to be seen for us who knew no sin so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God sees you as he sees Jesus. Simple. Who Jesus was, the robe of righteousness that makes him acceptable to God, he gave it to you and took your own robe of inadequacy and nailed it to the cross. So God sees you as special as Jesus is. John chapter 10, verse 28, Brojide, John 10, 28. He also assures us of how Jesus and his father holds us in high esteem and holds us so tightly in the grip of his grace. He said, I have given unto them. Who are the them? If you start reading from the previous verse, he was talking of his sheep, you and I. I have given them eternal life and they shall never perish. Kola ole ola will never perish. Neither shall any man pluck me out of his hand. The next verse, verse 29. Neither shall any man pluck me out of his hand. Verse 29. My father which gave them to me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. So Jesus is holding me on one hand. His father is holding me on the second hand. I am doubly secured. That's how God sees you. First John 5 4 says that this it says he that is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So I am born of God, and so I know that I overcome. I see myself as he sees me. 
I see myself as he sees me. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. I am a chosen generation. I am a royal priesthood. When you see royalty, it talks of being a king or being a queen. And Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 4, where the words of a king is, there is power. So I know in the little sphere of my room, I can kneel down and change the course of history. Where the words of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, what doest thou? And the king there is not referring to God. It's small k. He's talking of you, an ordinary human king. When the owner of Ife says something in Ife, it stands. Likewise, if I, the son of the Most High, the king of kings, speaks, it has to be so. He says, you will decree a thing and it shall be established. But not until I'm doing and decreeing that thing with the understanding of seeing myself as God sees me. God doesn't see this boy wearing white suits and, and purple colored tie. He sees the righteousness of God. You don't understand. When you look into the mirror and see your image, that's not what God sees. He sees Jesus. Simple. And he will treat you with the same respect and excellency and honor that he will give to Jesus Christ. That's why he did not become here alone. Bible says he has become here and we have become joint ears with him. We are on the same we, we are an offshoot of his order of divinity. We are more than this. But it comes back to how you see yourself. Do you see yourself the same way he sees you? Do you see yourself the same way he perceives you? And lastly, is that you begin to act. Act. Your action it's supposed to be your action, not your vision. Your action. Having programmed yourself to begin to think like God, speak like God, feel like God, you know, see like God, and also have that proper perspective of yourself as God sees you, then you begin to act like him. How does God act? He does big things. He does wonderful things. He's powerful beyond measure. He works in love because he is love, actually. So it becomes easy for you to live life without understanding. You live in the realm of divinity. Life becomes easier, simpler, and more beautiful. And you have programmed yourself for an onward, continuous development. I took a bus one day from Ojota down to Iyanokwaja. I was having cough then. I was coughing seriously. But as it has been my custom, I was reading inside the bus. I like to read, especially when I'm going to Ketu every morning. That's when I do my reading. And when I'm coming back in the traffic jam, I'll read and I'll sleep. So I was reading. But the next brother to me was, he was concerned that I was coughing again and again. So he thought it is reasonable for me to stop reading and at least rest my brain. So he tapped me and said, brother, please, can, can you close that book and sleep? <laughs> And I looked to him and said, okay, thank you. He gave me his bag to use as pillow inside the bus. And I put my head on it. It was as if there was a sleeping machine inside the, the bag. I slept off. He woke me up at Yanopaja that we are there. Come down. And I came down, gave him his bag. I said, thank you. He said, what's your name? He said, it's Gabriel. And I thought, this is Angel Gabriel. <laughs> but when I left him that day, of course, I've not met him again since then. But something told me, that's an ambassador of Christ. That's someone that has given himself to a life of love. And the truth is, you can't tell how much joy and fulfillment he has doing that. It's what more, you can't, I can't describe the feeling until you do it. When you begin to show love to people in very simple things, 
I was going to pray one morning. I was still in higher institution. Early in the morning, 4.35, and I saw two sisters. They were coming to my hostel to come and fetch water. That was the only hostel that has water in the whole school. And they were asking me, sorry, brother, where is the nearest tap in this place to fetch water from? And I looked at them. I wanted to go and pray. That's something important. You want to go and talk to God. But at the same time, here are two young ladies that are confused and desperately in need of water. So I took their four buckets. I said, follow me. I became the superman. Walked to the nearest tap, washed all their buckets, filled all their buckets, carried the two heaviest buckets, and said, carry the two small ones and follow me. And they followed me. <laughs> and we got back to their hostel. I dropped their bucket and said, have a nice day. And I carried my Bible. I was going to go and pray. They said, no, 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 come back here. Who are you? I said, I am who I am by the grace of God. Have a nice day. In their mind, they were thinking, could this be true? Could this be real? Do we still have nice guys that won't do this and ask for your number so that they can get your Blackberry pain and begin to tell you how they want to take you to Mr. Biggs and amen. Walk in love. They are big things. Life becomes naturally more beautiful. I tell people, see, it's not like there are not so many people doing good things. The reason why some people's little good things speak so much and attract so much favor from God is because in doing what you have done, it is coming out of who you are. And when that degree of transformation to becoming like Christ is high, the result of your little effort will be great. I don't know how to explain what I just said. But someone that understands these things and writes an exam and did not even put in all the efforts that he needed, maybe by due to some circumstances beyond his control. Another person that did so well in preparation and they come out with crazy results. The one that doesn't put in much effort is getting so much big things. It's not because of... The favor did not just come naturally or because he's a Christian. It comes because he has given himself wholly to living like God. And when you do it naturally, you pull favor, you attract favor, you attract progress rapidly beyond your comprehension. There are times I will share just a little piece on Facebook. And I know there are people that write better than me, as a much better. But the little crude nonsense, in quotes, that I will write, I will see within a few minutes, 20 people like this. Eight people have reshared it. Tens of people are making comments. And you are wondering, really? And there are other people writing powerful stuff and people are not even looking in that direction. Because it's not just about what you write. It's about the spirit that hushed the words out. It's about who you are. It can't be hidden. Wear all the long gowns and long skirts. Do all the holier-than-thou packaging. You can't... You can't hide who you really are. There was a soundtrack in one popular Mosaic film. You cannot hide it from God. You may cover your sin and say nobody knows, but you cannot hide it from God. She's a singer. When that sister was taking the solo the other time, she wanted to come and collect the mic from her and say, Hey, call that I can call for him because she called. Praise the Lord. As we ran off, changing the question which is actually why we are here, have given us about seven keys to change the question. But I won't end without letting us know that the question will not change until our values have changed. 
the trend of upbringing that we have and the kind of nation that we are in, the economy, the circumstances, has trained our minds to value the wrong things. Jesus was speaking in Matthew 6, verse 32. Before he got to that verse 32, he was talking about food, about clothing, about shelter. And then in verse 32, he says, these are the things that matter to the Gentiles. He says, the Gentiles seek after these things. But you, verse 33, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every of those things shall be added. But nowadays, we focus more on those things. You go to prayer meetings many times and we pray more on the material than what really matters. Our value system has changed. If indeed we can focus on the kingdom of God, and Bible says righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, that's the kingdom of God. It says it's not in meat and in drink, but in righteousness, in peace, and in joy in the Holy Ghost. If that is all you pray about, you will have all the cars you want to have. You will have all the money you want to have in your account. I'm serious. If that is all you focus your life on, and the righteousness issue has been settled because by his righteousness, we are made right with him. Being justified by faith in Christ. Romans 5.1. Not by our works. It is the gift of God. The peace has also been given because Christ himself is the prince of peace. And once he steps into your life, you live in the, in the realm of continual and perpetual peace. Joy in the Holy Ghost. We've explained it. Irrespective of what you are passing through because you have Christ in you. Colossians 1.27. Your hope of glory. There's always hope of light at the end of the tunnel. So, no circumstance can be so strong as to dampen you and make you hopeless. No condition can be so serious and so fatal that you don't have a way through. A Christian should not be stranded. A believer, don't let me say Christian, many people claim Christianity, but a believer in the real sense of it should not be stranded. Your nature contradicts it. Amen. So when you change your values, when you change the things that matter to you, you get where you're supposed to get to. I'll rush through these values by using the Ten Commandments. The first two commandments, you shall have no other gods, you shall not bow to a graven image, speaks of a God that is jealous and passionate, a God of love. His love is such that he can't stand you. He can't stand sharing you with someone else. And he wants us to have that same kind of order of love for him. So the first thing that we must value is to value love. The next slide. Value love. Value love. Value love. And the next thing after that is to value integrity. Integrity simply means let your yes be yes. Look at that picture. The person holding the gun is telling the person handcuffed that 2 plus 2 is 5. Say it is 5. He said no, it is 4. If you like, shoot me and kill me. Two plus two is four. That is integrity. Let your yes be yes, no matter what. Let your no be no. Hello, dear. I'll be there by 4 a.m. If you are not there by 4 a.m., as you said, you are not having integrity. And God is a, is a God of integrity. He respects it where he sees it. One of the things that rapidly caused a rapid turnaround for Joseph is his integrity. How shall I do this great wickedness? And sin against God. That's based on the third commandment that says, do not take the name of God in vain. Many of us, until we say, walai, until you say, alone, ah, 
God sees me. You have not validated your statement. You need to say the Allah and the Walai because you yourself, you know that you have not been known. You don't have a track record of honesty. But if you're a person of integrity, it goes naturally. The next thing to value is rest. And that is one thing we are not valuing so much in Lagos. Somebody should help me tell this to my district pastor. He needs to rest. Somebody should help me tell it to myself. I need to rest. And you need to tell it to yourself. You need to rest. Of all the commandments in Exodus 20, very many of them that we even think are very important, in one, in one verse, in one statement, in three words, four words maximum, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery. He has finished. But the issue of rest, go and check. He spent five verses talking on rest alone. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. On that day, you will not do anything. Your wife will not do anything. Your children will not do anything. If you have a visitor in your house, the visitor, he kept on spelling it out so that you can know what he's talking about. Rest. Tell your neighbor rest. So value rest when you have the opportunity. The next thing is value respect. Commandment number five, thou shalt honor your father and mother so that your days might be long. That's respect. Not only your father and mother, everybody that's older than you, value respect. Respect is reciprocal. They say, oh, the next thing, thou shalt not commit adultery. That's fidelity. Value fidelity. Value fidelity. Adultery does that. It is like a laser light that melts. Bible says a cord of three strands shall not be broken. But adultery will break it easily. Because it's like you are introducing something else to melt it out. Value human life. Commandment number seven. It says, thou shalt not murder. You will not kill someone. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you take a gun or you take a knife and stab someone. You murder people by the time you begin to speak bad about them. And see, by the time you value human life, it will change a lot of things. Though. By the time you discover that what God does not deserve, the next person to you doesn't deserve it, it will change the way you relate to him. You have always seen the king, I know as the king, I know the man that has two cars and a wife and three kids. It's just another man. Sorry, I said your life is true. <laughs> but by the time you understand that, it's not just the king I know, but an offshoot of God. Even the madman on the streets is an offshoot of God. Everybody that you see that is living is only alive because there is something of God that is in the person. So until you reckon to treat everybody, irrespective of their religion, the way you will treat God, you have not started. Somebody said, if as a leader, your subordinates leave your place with a shattered self-esteem that is lower than what they had before they came to you, you failed as a leader. And the way we treat people under us sometimes, the way we speak to them, the way we treat them, it goes a long way to speak on how we value human life. Because what we are doing, when you are, when you are as it were, demeaning someone, you are not only demeaning the person. Our district pastor will say, one person is a generation on his own. Which is true. You are speaking to generations. When you are dealing with one person, you are dealing with hundreds and thousands of people that are supposed to come from that person. So if you don't value that life and respect the person and give the person the honor that he deserves, irrespective of your differences, you are not being like God. It's as simple as that. The next commandment talks of valuing honesty. It says, um, thou shalt not steal honesty. Being truthful to others, being truthful to yourself, doing what is right, regardless of who is around, and being someone that others can trust. And lastly, value contentment. Contentment. The last commandment talks about you not coveting your neighbor's thing. Be satisfied with what you have. Godliness with contentment, Bible says, 
is great gain. In conclusion, value the invincible over the visible. Very many times it is what we see that we place value on. It is because money is physical. You can see 10 naira, you can see 100 naira, you can see 1,000 naira physically. That's why we value it. By the time you understand that the real thing is, the, the money is not the real thing. The real thing is the value that you have that gives you the kind of monetary value that is equivalent to that value that you carry. So even when money is absent in your account, but your value is intact, you know it yourself that it's a matter of time, the money will come. No matter how hard you pray or you do not pray about it, it will come. There are some things that simple principles we give to you, which prayers we never give. Pray from now to tomorrow about some things. Except God wants to do a miracle. I don't dis disapprove miracles. It happens. But God has given us principles in his word that if you follow them, you will get where you are supposed to get. Value the invincible more than the visible. Because you are having a headache now doesn't mean that it is not the truth that by his stripes you are healed. The headache is a fact. Your divine healing is a truth. They are two different things. Fact is visible. The truth is invincible. But the truth remains superior to fact. Value the future over the present. You know, the two minutes enjoyment with that guy or that girl can cost you your future in the real sense of it. But if you value the future, that was what Joseph did. How shall I do this great wickedness and sin against God? It's not just about sinning against God. He remembered the dreams he has had. The dreams he has had that he told his brothers about and they were hungry with him. And he knows there is something waiting in the future. This few minutes with Potiphar's wife can dampen it and waste it. At best, it will shall become a sugar boy to Potiphar's wife and get some benefits. But it will never be as glorious as being the prime minister of the whole land of Egypt. Value the future over the present. And most importantly, as we conclude, value heaven over the earth. No matter how long you have been saved, no matter how strong a Christian you are, value heaven over this heart. It needs to be said. It goes without saying, but it needs to be said to our remembrance again and again. First Corinthians 3, 11 to 15, the last slide, sir. It says, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one that we, are, we already have, which is Jesus Christ. That's the good news. There's something that is common to all of us. We believe in Jesus. If you don't, today is a good day to do so. And once you believe in Jesus, this passage is telling you there is nothing else you need. With that singular act of belief, for whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. It tells you that the gate to heaven is open to you. But read on. It says, but anyone who builds on that foundation. So having Jesus is foundational. Being saved or being born again is foundational. What we now do with it is what is different. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of building materials. It can use gold, it can use silver, it can use jewels. You know, when you call a church member and check on the person because the person is not in service, you are building. When you look at someone and speak to the person in a way that the person feels so bad and so, so cheap because of your words, you are building. When you look at someone that God created and you finished the person in your mind without even saying a word, Nonsense, You didn't say it out. You just look. If I, your Lucas finished the person, like the person is not existing. Like I heard someone said something during service today, and I was wondering in church, the person is building. 
That's what we don't know. Every singular thing you do, not necessarily to God, in as much as you have done it to one of these ones, Bible says, you have done it to me. Mark, I mean, Matthew 25. He was telling them, when I was in prison, you did not come. When I was hungry, you didn't give me food. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me water. When I was naked, you didn't clothe me. And they were asking him, when did we see you and we did not do this? And he says, in as much as you don't do it to any of these little ones, you didn't do it to me. What is he saying? Everyone you see and meet and interact with is an extension of God. And the way you treat them, you are building. Now, go on. You can either build with gold or silver or jewels or wood or hay or straw, but on the judgment day. Tell your neighbor, say judgment day. Second Corinthians 10.5 says that for we shall all appear at the judgment seat of Christ. On the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. Mind you, they are all in heaven because they are on the foundation of Jesus Christ, right? Now it says they will test their works because it's not just about getting to heaven. You are going to get rewards. So to know the kind of reward you get, they will test your works. All those moments of making jest of the choir master while he's conducting at the Riaza and you're saying he doesn't know how to even sing. How did they make him the choir master? All those things that you are building. All those days that you are complaining and, and condemning the anointed of God because we are already at 1.30 and we are still in church. We have not collected offering. You are building. Tell your neighbor you are building. <laughs> Many of us are guilty of that, Abby. All those things that you are, everything that you do, sincerely, you are building. And on that day, they will test it with fire. It now says, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, that builder, remember, they still use the word builder. He's also building. He has built something. He has built nothing. But that builder will suffer great loss. He's in heaven. Yes, he's suffering great loss. The builder will be saved. They will still accept him. They won't say because of that, get out. No. He believed in Jesus. Welcome to heaven. But you are welcome to nothingness. Heaven cannot be the same for everybody. Tell your neighbor, everybody, heaven cannot be the same for everybody. Bible says in Revelation chapter 3, Jesus said, unto them that wins the victory, I think it's verse 17, unto them that wins the victory, I will cause to sit with me on my father's throne. That is one level. Some people will sit with Jesus on the throne of God in heaven. And in Revelation chapter 7, it says that there are a multitude that had washed their own robe. They were staying in front of the throne, not on the throne. They were staying in front of the throne and they cried. And the last verse says, and God shall wipe away the tears out of their... You are the one that will decide which level you want. And it's by the things that you do. I pray that we we'll all make heaven and have great rewards in the name of Jesus. I pray that the future of the apostolic church will be better because of you in the name of Jesus. I pray that 2014 shall be a year of greater testimonies for you in the name of Jesus. I pray that by the reason of these words that you have heard, there will be an ignition of a fire of purpose to drive you to the desired destination that God has planned for you in the name of Jesus. I pray that these words will cause you to be prepared so that when opportunity comes, there will be success in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Spirit of God, for in Jesus' unfailing name we've prayed. The Lord bless his words in Jesus' name.
Shall we, shall we, shall we appreciate God for him? Shall we appreciate God in his life? Shall we appreciate God more? Can we, shall we, I'm listening. Shall we appreciate God more for my friend? God bless you as you appreciate God in his life. Shall we stand up? Hallelujah. Let's sing this song. And after singing this song, as we sing this song, all leaders, permission assemblies that are here present today, all members that are present here today, what are you building in your assembly? 2014 is just starting. What are you building in your assembly as witnesses, as youth, as people of the Jalika party? Whatever you are building, just keep on thinking. Am I building what is right? God prepare me a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true with thanksgiving I'll be a living sanctuary going to say god please make me you 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 need to think and be ready to build whatever you build some he said some we build and to be burnt i pray that our work will not be burnt in jesus name shall we sing the song again god please make me a sanctuary pure and holy with giving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. God, please make me, God, please make me a sanctuary, pure and holy. I'll be a living sanctuary for you. As we are standing, please let's give these prayer items a thought as we pray. The first one you will tell the Lord is this. Father, I have come this day. I extreme myself before you. That which I have done. Please forgive me. Shall we pray in Jesus' name? Father, we have come unto you this day. You have extracted us as individuals. You have extracted us as youth, as witnesses. We ask, Lord, that you forgive us of our shortcomings. Forgive us in Jesus' name. You know what you have done that is contrary to his will. Tell him that I should forgive you. Those things we say. Even that you don't even tell your neighbor. So we tell his neighbor, what in church, like Some we even look at the pastor as if he should come and box him. You know what we do as youth. Sometimes you are the bus stop. Somebody steps on you. And the next thing is, you, some people will even look. Some we even immediately blow the person. We know what you do as you tell God, God, you have extracted me today. Please forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. 
Forgive me those things that I do that are contrary to your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Tell the Lord, God, I am making myself an instrument of honor. God, use me as you will it. Shall we pray to the Lord? Father, I am making myself an instrument of honor in your household. Baba, use me, O oh Lord. Use me as you will it. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. You are not praying. You are not praying. You are not praying. A comedian says most times people in the apostolic church or in these particular churches don't pray. They will say, Neo God, yes. When they say, they don't, You are not praying. Pray, 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 pray. Tell the Lord to use you as an instrument of honor. I want to hear you pray. I don't want to assume you are praying. Pray. Oluwa Lomi, go Oluwa Lomi. That's a song we used to sing when I was small in the apostolic church. Lomi, Baba, Lomi, go Tire Mojao, Oluwa Lomi, go He went on to say, Loa Wami, Loa Semi, Lofogove. Tire Mojao, Oluwa Lomi, Make it a prayer point. God, use me as an instrument of honor in your church. Tell the Lord one more time, God, in this 2014, as a youth, as a witness in Parliament District, God, I have come. Use me as you will it. Use me in my assembly. Use me in the district. Use me in the area. God, use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Tell the Lord, Baba, we are starting a new phase in the, as, as witnesses, as youth, as a physical party. Baba, go with us. We surrender our person unto you. Baba, go with us. Baba, lead us. Even as witnesses in this district, Baba, lead us. We can't do it alone. We commit all the programs we do in this district, in each assembly to your hand. Abba, lead us right. Commit it to the hand of the Lord. That program you think is impossible or difficult to your assembly, commit it to his hand and he will use you. He will make way where there is no way. Financially, God, use me. Who says you will not be called to come and talk to us? Tell him, Abba, use me, O Lord. Use me, Lord. Finally, tell the Lord, the man of God that he has used, the Lord should bless him mightily. Talk to the Lord that God should bless him. Where the vessel he has, he, 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 where the wealth of knowledge has come from, the Lord should fill him the more. Pray, pray, pray to the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name. We want to appreciate you this evening because it has been a worthwhile experience. We thank you because this evening you have met with us. And Father, Lord God, you have revealed yourself to us the more. Be thou glorified and exalted in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our Lord and our God. We are making this day a turning point in our life. And we are praying that you will give us the grace even to be able to live to this new decision for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. As subgroups sub that have come together this evening, Lord, to meet with you.
Father, Lord God, in the various groups that we belong. Father, use us mightily for your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. In our various assemblies, Father, use us mightily this year for your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. All the programs that we shall have this year, Lord, we pray that by your help and by your grace, Father, we shall succeed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every plans of the devil, every plans of the enemy, every plans of the kingdom of darkness, Father, Lord God, I want to stand on our way this year. Even as member of the evangelical, the youth, and even the Lord, we pray. All of us, you shall give us the grace, O oh Lord, to succeed. And Amen. the enemies will pull down in the name of Jesus. Amen. The grace, O oh Lord God, even to live our life anew. All areas, Lord, that we have been going contrary, Lord, to your wish and even to your teaching. Lord, today we pray that by your grace we will arise. And Father, we will shine for you and we will never disappoint you again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Blessed be your holy name. We are Amen. committing your servant that you have used even to feed us this evening yes. unto your able hand. And we are praying, Lord, that you will continue to uphold him. And Father, you continue to enrich him. And Father, you continue to take him to greater height in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. By your power and by your grace. On his way, Lord, he will not stumble. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Blessed be the holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Before you take your seat, turn to person at your right and at your left. Tell him or her, are you blessed this hour? Are you blessed this hour? Are you blessed this hour? Answer to that question. Yes, I am blessed. Amen. Please take your seat. Uh, I want to thank God on our behalf. You see, I, I would rather prefer to miss my meal than to miss this sitting. Uh, we have ate and we are satisfied. This is just a, a, a wash face starting point this year. And I want to tell you you will be your brother's keeper in Jesus' name. I wouldn't say like the, uh, the teacher said. He said, what's the difference between the joy and uh, happiness? Yes, uh, there's different. You see, this evening, I am happy. The other side, I'll pray for God to give it to me. When you look at the youth in the district, uh, I think with this number, do we have record? With this number, the Lord will help us. Thank you to those of you that have come. And I tell you, you're going back home. It's going to be a blessed one. But before then, because we are going to ask our Father to come into our means to bless us, I want to know how we have uh, comported ourselves, how the announcement have gone to various assemblies. Uh, but so do you bear with me that I would like to know uh, where we have come from, uh, how many of us from each assembly. It's something wise because we are starting newly. And as we continue to press forward, the mighty hands of God Eh? You will see in your life. 
you will see in your school, in your offices, in your business place. Uh, I want to start from the from the top to to the lowest, from the lowest to the top. Uh, you from uh, Alafia Assembly. How many of us here? Shout hallelujah if you are there. Thank you for coming. God bless you. Barracks. Barracks. Uh, who is friend to Barracks? No hallelujah. Hallelujah. Aha. Uh -huh. I want you to the leaders of uh, Alafia stand up, Barak stand up, the leaders from these assemblies. You are leader from each assembly. Just stand up. Either Lord from me. Aha. Let me just know what we are doing. We are as listen to I am. I love you, Adam. You are welcome, my brother. Aha. So remember you know what? Remember and go. Okay. Um Barak and go. No. Representative from Barak. No. Allah for me. Yes, if you are there, stand up and shout hallelujah. Allah for me. Thank you for coming. Oh yeah, carry a joke. You have done well. Association. Aha. And you did that in Kalewao. I went back on more. Hey, Jeville, I'm back. Oh, that. Uh, ah, that. You live in us in Leni. Ah, for the fact that we have seen you today. Uh, I want to see yes. a situation whereby we will see the all out. Tori, mm. um, the way Wango, a carry. That's good. Uh -huh. One person. Yes. Um, Tolu. Tolu. Baba Tolu. Tolu Assembly. Eh, Mabo. And we have to Oje oje bo. Awon forum ta wa yi gbogbo odo ninu agbegbe lo bi from your assembly no single person here. What do believe? And no single person. Evangelical. Both uh, youth and evangelical these are the leaders and the members. I don't care if you feel Yes. God. Praise God. Oh, that. Um, 
Modukwe Assembly. Modukwe Assembly. Yes. Okay. Power line. Ever had a mummy? Ever had a Macau demu air? Wah? Okola Quatilo Abi? Motor Goddard Kuni? Tori, it is a series of meetings today. And uh, sincerely yours, I must have to appreciate you. But next time, like Bara Olono, Bukbo, Ojote Bafi, Padeni, you see, Tia Batin, Jade Bayi, Neno, Oria Bimbi, Nikaya Jack, Kibugu, and one tombo at Joki, Kazakino, can join one. You go straight to action so that you will not be stressing to this uh, time. Ta, if I take one, Lamayade, everybody is sick in you, one. Babatin should have MB, Nikadema. Atile, atamontonti, tabo, kanchekinio, let them join us. Check, bro. Thank you, God bless you. We want it in a very beautiful form down. Uh, more than this next time. Kwekwa denye, kwa unique. It is not going to be leaders alone, leaders and the leads. Eh? Kane good house. This message they have passed across today, it should be a message that goes to the all members. Eh? You know what it means? Nimbati, message vajja te kwe bi, tiri kota lugbad nuwe. I be one percent look where a cut out the look bad way. Shaman, well, I land to say, be an alomonja sedano. I beg you, bear the little book boy in a vec and nepati, pembe, book boy in a vec, bad no jibula, book boy in a vec, diaconi. So it is now imperative, very compulsory. We book go what about Lavewa make as a canoe, let the old house be a dear, and it shall be well with us in Jesus' name. I do a native go. Who no understand you bad language? Pastor just spoke. Next meeting, we should make sure all members come. It's not only for the few ones. Baba. Thank you. Sir. Baba. Baba. <laughs> ah, me. It's all right. Thank you. Uh, Yes. Like I earlier said, I said, be your brother's keeper. You see, this, our forum is not limiting to the district alone. Please, whenever we are asked to come, send your messages out, bring in people. Uh, I can see among us here, I can see new faces, and we need to uh, acknowledge they are coming to welcome them to our midst. Please, if you are for this show, either in one way or the other, you have been notified. Come for this forum. Please, we want to greet you. Uh, we indulge you to stand up while we welcome you as our normal and usual way of uh, welcoming visitors. Thank you very much. You can see one of our brothers there. Thank, thank you. Uh, one of our mommy there. Yes. God bless you. You are welcome. Please, uh, my dear colleagues, let us rise and welcome them with a hallelujah, at least for seeing them in our midst. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Probably you have one of two things to say. Okay. Uh, my name is Father Onsi Israel. Hmm. 
from Ikotun district. You are welcome. God bless you. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm by name Sister Anya Fever. I'm from Modukbe Assembly. Amen. I, in fact, I so much enjoy the teaching of today. And I must have to say kudos to the pastor whom God used Amen. to talk to the youths. And why I'm here, I'm a youth as well. Yes. Because I know I'm not up to 40. <laughs> so that makes me a youth. Amen. And also a school owner, I like being at the midst of the youth. Amen. For me to be able to advise my pupils. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. That's a beautiful challenge to... Uh, those of us that we are under uh, 40. Yes. So when next we have such a program like this, please bring your auntie, bring your brothers, if possible. There are fathers that they are under 40. Come with them. The Lord will help you. Amen. I can see hand raising up there. What's it? Yes, ma. Eh? What's she saying? Visitor, you visitor. Oh, you are welcome. Amen. Yes, uh, this program uh, to those of you that have now been coming for our meetings. Well, notwithstanding, this is just the third meetings we had this year. Uh, our meeting is going to be sorry. This is a quarterly uh, program. It's going to be a quarterly program, and it has been scheduled that it will be coming up on Saturdays not Sundays, where uh, the, the district will be holding varieties of meetings and prayer and all that. So it's going to be Saturdays. Note it down, please. Whenever you are being called upon, it's, it, when it comes on Saturday, there's going to be various uh, shows. It's not going to be only teaching them. Then you enjoy more. And I want to ask you, who enjoys most this today's teaching? Who? Ah! Shout hallelujah. Let me hear you. Amen. So the Lord bless you all. Eh? And may I tell you, my fathers and my dear sisters and brothers, eh, I so cherish it while eh, I'm with you, the youth, because from there we learn more. Eh? If it is by the side of our fathers and their mothers, we will say it's going to be a kind of a remedial eh, show. But to you, youth, thank you uh, for bringing us into your means. Thank you for coming for this day program. And I pray, as we continue in the journey, we will not fall by the wayside. The Lord will help us. Let us rise. Secretary, come. Uh, deputy, come. Uh, our secretary is... Uh, Financial, come. Uh, Baba, that's a uh, treasurer, come. Uh, it could be for you, it could be for evangelical. You, youth, you've nominated us. Yes. Please, uh, with your help, uh, with your assistance. We cannot do it alone. When we call on meeting, if you come, it's to the glory of God and to our own sweetness. Then we'll have joy and uh, what's the second one? Joy and uh, so it should not be joy without happiness or happiness without joy. It should go in the two ways. 
Thank you for coming. Continue to respond to our calling. It's not even to our calling, but to God's calling. The Lord will help you. So these are the figures. We have others. Uh, the same, our father who gave us the teaching and our secretary, maybe it's in another. Uh -huh. So let's tell Lord. In the in the column of uh, column of uh, value, I note it down. Uh, change your value system. I read through. No one is exceptional. One will be where you are rotting. So just tell the Lord where I found myself rotting in the change of value system. Lord, change and remove me back to the line. Have this prayer in you. Pray over it. Jesus, where I found myself rotting in the value system, Lord, change me back to the way in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For in Jesus' name we pray. That which you have commanded, Lord, we grant it for you. Amen. Lord, we sanction it for you. Amen. More and more beautiful face, shining face, and even to the glory of God, Amen. you will be there. Amen. None of us will ever regret Amen. being a youth Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are going back home now. Your going back home will be for good. Amen. And will be for your blessings. Amen. And to glory of God, Amen. in the name of God, the Father, Amen. Son, Amen. and Holy Spirit. Amen. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Uh, in a situation like this, this is youth uh, program. Do we take offering? Uh-uh. Uh. In a program like this, because I learned, they said, eh, any, any uh, service conducted in the apostolic church without uh, 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 could be, I didn't say is, could be, I didn't say will, could be a wasted effort. But ours will never be a wasted effort in Jesus' name. What are we saying? And the, if you support, say amen. amen. If you support, say louder, amen. But you, you people did something which is good. I won't call it wrong. I can... Oh, sorry. The table has changed. I was hoping there would be something like this and it's already there. Okay, thank you very much. Please, let's do it so as not to be robbed eh, with our own goodness and uh, our beautiful senses that we have acquired this time. And as we continue to do that, the Lord will be in our support in Jesus' name. Who sings a beautiful chorus? IBK, please come over. Come over. God is good. He has done me well. Oh, my soul. Rise up and praise the Lord. God is good. He has done me well, oh my soul. Rise up and praise the Lord. My God is good. 
He adore me well, oh my soul. Rise up and praise the Lord. God is good. He has done me well, oh my soul. Rise up and praise. My God is good. He has done me well, oh my soul. Rise up and praise the Lord. God is good. He has done me well, oh my soul. Rise up and praise the Lord. God is good. He has done us well, oh my soul. Rise up and praise the Lord. God is good. He has done me well, oh my soul. Rise up and praise the Lord. And so our Lord will bless your name for the token we brought. Father, we say that you, the Lord, you sanctify in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Please, uh, treasurer, hold on to that. That's to say, you have come and you are going with beautiful things. Lord bless you. Is all right. Oda. Please let us rise for benediction. All uh, district leaders, witness, uh, youth, and uh, evangelical, please let us see ourselves immediately after the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet communion of Holy Spirit. Be and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. 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 In Jesus' name. Three. Remember us, O God, for good. Remember me, O my God, for good. Remember me, O my God, for good. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen.